Hi, this is Joseph. And this is Anna, and you're listening to Brain Cookies, a podcast where we each research a subject and then discuss it for your listening enjoyment. And what did you pick to talk about today, Jojo? So I chose to talk about the benefits of learning an instrument and the diff- different benefits, including like physical benefits, be- benefits or brain benefits and different things like that. Okay, cool. And I'm going to be talking about interviewing tips, tips for acing your interview. So when you go in for your summer job or whatever you're hoping, what job you're hoping to get to next, um, you do as well as you possibly can. Okay, so we'll be right back here in just a second on our next Brain Cookies episode. So I played piano from the time that I was about 13 until maybe... 16. And then didn't you play guitar some too? I did play guitar, but I was never very good at it. Yeah, so like in terms of instruments I've played, I know how to play drums pretty well, and I know ukulele, but that's basically it. Um, I thought you took some guitar too, maybe. But maybe not. I I, I never knew the guitar. Oh, okay. Besides like one chord when I like look up how to play one chord. Okay. So, whether you play an instrument or not, this episode applies to you. Um, so first I was, I was going to write down like, you know, the definition of, of instrument of an instrument. I didn't really look it up, but I'm guessing it's just, you know, something that makes sound that you can adjust the sound of usually. Yeah. Because it has to be a pretty wide net now since there are so many different types. Yeah. There's a crazy amount, but one thing that you want to know is that if you haven't even ever thought of learning one is that instruments do take a lot of patience. They do take a lot of time to get good at them because mm. there's always something else that you can learn for instruments. So first I'm going to talk a little bit about the physical benefits and then I'm going to talk about the music and brain benefits. And then I'm going to talk about all the random benefits of it. Physical benefits, uh, does that include like exercise i'm trying to i'm that's gonna be more in the random benefits okay so later in the episode but this is more like you know develop creativity and that kind of thing okay so um first stuff i got from was from joy joytunes.com okay we're not sponsored by any of these places (laughs) that i mentioned so first thing that i have written down is that extensive studies and this is from that article Extensive studies have shown that children display display long-term positive results from playing musical instruments. Some of these benefits are more effectiveness in strengthening abstract reasoning skills than teaching them computer skills, which I found interesting because, like, um, music has nothing to do with that. Uh At least I've never really thought of it having to do anything with that. In terms of abstract thinking. Yeah, but computer, I would think, would have more of that. Uh Uh-huh. Well, I don't know. I don't know what part of your brain interacts with music. You know, obviously, whatever part you... Wherever the communication from your ears goes to in your brain, that's part of it. I don't know how you process music. Yeah. Also, it's interesting because it's one of those things that you're really creative at. Like, when you're reading, Mm -hmm. you know, it helps you in terms of... You might help your imagination or something, uh-huh. but there's really nothing else unless you're creating an object that you can be so creative with. You know mm-hmm. I mean? 
True. Not I wouldn't. I shouldn't say nothing else. Yeah, because I think there are lots of things that fit that bill of um, inspiring you creatively and probably helping you think abstractly. But I didn't think of music. Mm-hmm. Music, I thought of uh, limited to sound. Yeah. More. Um, but then, so that's mostly for children. But then for adults, playing a musical instrument has been shown to reduce stress. And I thought that was pretty obvious mm-hmm. because it's something outside of what you're regularly doing. Um, increase productivity, develop creativity, and build confidence. Hmm. So, I mean, it's something that you're becoming good at. I think a lot of times it sounds really mean, but adults aren't, you know, striving towards one, like a hobby or something. Uh-huh. I mean, a lot of times they're just at work. It's harder think, to pick up something yeah. from the beginning and try to get good yeah, at it. Yeah, just be willing to learn. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Um, sorry if I'm saying you know what I mean too much. <laughs> I just thought about that. Um, so, and then the music and brain benefits. So basically, brain benefits. Um, recent discoveries have led scientists to believe that both listening to and playing a musical instrument makes you smarter because these activities actually release more BDNE... Or, or no, BDNF and CREB and synapsin one. All that, uh, that sounded too questioning. I I thought it was an I. It is for sure synapsin one. Um, all elements that strengthen mental capacities, which I thought was pretty interesting. So just general mental capacities, the ability to think, well, reason. Well, it yeah yeah. It strengthens them like muscle. The synapses. So the connections in your brain. Mm -hmm. Which I thought was pretty interesting. Yeah. If you want to go to the gym for your brain, go play an instrument. Well, do you feel like that, though, when you play drums? Do you feel like you come away either relaxed? I can understand if you feel relaxed. I, I totally understand the relaxed part. See, if you're just playing an instrument and you know it pretty well, then you're going to come away from it feeling kind of relaxed. Accomplished. But not very accomplished. Not very I found accomplished. That. If you're not striving to learn more, oh, you feel useless. Okay. Whoa. Well, that, not okay. Yeah, I would say that because once you've gotten to a certain point and you can play, but then you know that there's so many other things that you can learn. Mm-hmm. It gets to this point where you're like, I mean, why do I even know this instrument? Okay. If I'm not going to be getting better, you know what I mean? Hmm. Maybe I was just easily satisfied. I, I, I don't know. I just think that's that's what's strengthening your brain. I mean, because if you're you go to the gym, if you go to the gym, and you know you're doing curls with fifteen pounds, don't go to the gym. And you know that might be hard for you at first. Well, as you continue, it's going to become not nothing for your brain, mm-hmm. but it's going to become a lot easier for your arms in quotes. Um, if you have arms, if if you do it a ton ton, you know I mean. So if you're playing your music instrument, this is at least my opinion, mm-hmm. a ton, then it's going to help. But I feel like, obviously, we should all be learning more of it as much as we can. Uh-huh. Constantly improving. So that's what I'm, I think. Because, trust me, man, you're you're fighting against your mind when you're trying to learn something new. Coordination. dumb. You're yeah. building new routes. Uh-huh. Like, Especially for drums. Yeah. Especially for drums. Well, true. With There's a lot of coordination there. So, um, some other brain brain benefits are increased comprehension. Sorry if I repeat some of these uh, these things. Benefits. You're testing my comprehension. Um, math skills, better coordination, and a greater capacity for memory, which I found interesting. Probably similar to the other thing that we were talking memory about. Memory makes sense because you have to keep track of mm-hmm. songs that you've already played and yeah. then learn new ones, which you have to do quite a bit. 
True. And also you have to, like, remember them without, like, a little cheat sheet or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, random benefits. It helps in time management, which I didn't find super surprising. Um, I guess if you have to set aside time to practice. Yeah, instead of just doing what you want. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It's something, just doing what you want. It, it might not always be something that you want to do. Uh-huh. So, I feel like it's always good to have something that you don't want to do necessarily. Well, something that challenges your brain instead of something where you can turn your brain off. True. That's, that's a better way to put it. Um, organization, which isn't that surprising. You know, you have to take care of your instrument. Mm, okay. You have to... It's like having a pet. Yeah, kind of. Actually, quite. Well. Yeah, it is. Well, depending on which one it is, what kind of instrument it is. Uh-huh. Some instruments take more care. Um, and then I have concentration slash... slash Listening skills. Um, that's obvious, I feel like. Uh-huh. Because you're concentrating on the music. Um, and also, you're you're learning to listen mm-hmm. for certain things in music. I would think that, that the ability to listen and focus would jump a lot, too, if you're playing in a band. If you're not just playing by yourself. Definitely. And you've, you play in two different groups. Yeah. Um... What I was, about that. <laughs> what, what I was going to say about um, was that in music, once you started playing an instrument, you'll hear it a lot more. Mm, because, when you're listening to other so music. So that's what I was thinking mm-hmm. of listening skills was. Like, you know, listening to the bass line. Yeah, and I'm song. listening to the drum line or mm-hmm. ukulele. Um, ukulele line. Self-expression, that's, I think it is a huge part of it because I feel like a lot of times we, you know, resort to weird things like, you know, Getting gauges in our ears for some expression. <laughs> well, we could just be, we could just uh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> so well, that's I mean, according to what you think is cool. Oh, oh, are we getting into an no, argument? No, no, this is not an argument. Well, I just think that self-expression in terms of instruments is very beautiful. <laughs> okay, are you with me there? <laughs> um, perseverance, that's a big one. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, some of us didn't persevere, but we can remember the time that we did persevere. Well, as long as you keep going, it's not that bad. Um, discipline. It's kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Or really relatable. R- relating to perseverance. Responsibility, especially for young kids. This is really good. Uh-huh. Um, because to do it, and they also have to take care of their instrument, make sure they're taking care of their instrument, not you parents out there because i know tons of parents are listening to this yes, podcast this is actually targeted at parents um feeling of accomplishment this one's big <laughs> um once you've learned you know a new a new riff a new beat a new fill those are all drumming terms that we will not translate well not here. necessarily riff that's more of a guitar okay term. that's a guitar term but um it's always really satisfying to be like man you know this is something I didn't know before, and this is something I can do now, mm-hmm. which we don't experience often, I don't think. Often enough. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Usually it's the satisfaction of doing something over and over again. Yeah, well. exactly. Um, happiness from letting your feelings out. I can. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that I can completely testify to this. Do you so, go down and play drums when you're mad? Uh, sometimes, sometimes when I'm happy, you know? Uh-huh. It varies, but like... I feel like that's just something that you can do. You can listen to any style of music. You know, if you're feeling happy, you can listen to happy music. Mm -hmm. But if you're feeling sad, you can listen to sad music or mad music. But I feel (laughs) like when you're playing an instrument to that that music, it makes you a lot lot more connected to the music. 
Okay. So if you're super sad, you want to be more sad. Listen to super sad and play drums with it. Some sad music. Um, reduce reduced stress levels can help your blood pressure and heart rate get down to a healthy level. Truth. I don't see how drums would really help with that as much. Are you? I'm not dissing drums. Jazz. jazz. Have you ever heard of jazz? I've heard of jazz, and I've heard you play jazz, so that's true. So that's great. Banging on things that's not improving your blood pressure. Well, you know, let's see you bang on the things (laughs) as coordinated as me. (laughs) No, I'm not saying I can do better. I'm just joking. Deep breathing. This is actually really true because most of the time you're taking really short breaths. You're like, well, it's pretty true. Whatever you're doing, you're walking. Most of the time we're not focusing on taking deep breaths. Oh, you mean other activities. So anything involving your voice in terms of inter- instruments, so in terms of woodwinds um, or oh, uh-huh. um, singing, because I would consider that an instrument, obviously. Uh-huh. Um, those both require you to take deeper breaths. Um, also, in terms of focusing, it's not really helpful if you're like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> taking little short breaths while you're trying to think of something, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Because usually when you're, you know. Then you pass out. Yeah, exactly. So you don't want to pass out. Um, fine hearing, like we were talking about, being able to pick little things out, mm-hmm. uh, being able to listen a lot more, I feel like, instead of just letting music just pass you by. Narrow it down to yeah. the separate instruments. Also, if you play a ton of different instruments, then it really helps because then you can like pick out every single one. Mm-hmm. And once you get to a certain point, you can listen to it and then just play it. My piano so, teacher always said, if you have the opportunity to learn another instrument, take it. Yeah, definitely. I would. I would definitely recommend that <laughs> um so then i have exercise um in terms of drums it's really good for your arms and posture too i know i wrote that down as next i just threw that in there <laughs> um and you know most most things you're gonna get more exercise than being on your phone when you're playing an well instrument. I mean, yeah Mo- basically anything, anything that, you, that do, you do besides sleeping the sleeping is probably better for you than being on your phone it is oh Maybe that's a hint towards the next episode. No source. Um, then the next one I have is obviously posture. Everyone knows that when you're playing an instrument, you have to have a good posture to be able to... Especially if you perform. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then the na- last one I have is new friends. Um, when what you... are those? Oh, and some <laughs> friends. Um, but when you start playing an instrument or when you are learning... If you know an instrument, you'll you'll understand this. It opens up an entire world of, you know, new friends. Hey man, play drums. Well, yeah, I mean, there's just drums. so many more music groups. There's mm-hmm. like chess groups, like I talked about in my last one. Did I talk about that? I'm not gonna uh, get no, into that. So. Okay. Um, but there's lots of chess groups. There's lots of groups. You know, if you're athletic, if you're in a sport, it's the same way. You're gonna develop a lot of new friends. Now, if someone was looking to learn an instrument. From, so say they hadn't learned an instrument before and mm-hmm. they were looking to start with one. What instrument would you recommend in your so experience? It, in my vast experience, um, I have played a little bit of bass, not much. Um, but if you're looking for stringed instruments, I would say, because you have to kind of know which one you want to learn. If you like the sound of a particular instrument, it's yeah. going to be easier to learn it. So I would in, suggest definitely practicing. ukulele. Um, really? It's super duper easy 
to pick up on. So you like, feel really accomplished. I right learned away. like you know six chords within the first two days of playing it. That's why I thought maybe you had played guitar before. No, but okay. Um, and I mean, obviously, some people are going to pick it up quicker than me or slower than me. The instruments are kind of one of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but ukulele or bass. I think bass is a little bit more hard because a little bit harder. I would say learn guitar before you learn bass. I um, think it'll be easier. Well, the thing is that they're just completely different because ukulele and guitar, they're chords. Mm-hmm. Um, bass is more of notes. Single notes, yeah. So, but then you but, know where the notes are. Yeah, and bass is one of those things where people think it's really easy, and it's easy to learn. I'm not saying that I've done it, but it's not easy to get good at. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a pretty amazing instrument. Um, but then if you're looking for, you know, rhythm section, I would suggest starting with a hand drum. That's what I did. Um, like a cajon or a, you know, bongo, something like that. Something like that. It'll help you get that basic rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, I mean, move on to the drum set. It's not super hard to pick up. Um, it is more of an, in, it's an investment. Yeah. And also some of these other, these last ones I got from musicnotes.com. Um, so I put at the very end, this is my own word. These are my own words. With all these benefits, we all, it's obvious that we all should learn an instrument. So we can be one great big orchestra well, all my, over the world. Ugh, that, that <laughs> sounds so cheesy. But I mean, right, especially right now, you probably have an instrument laying around your house. I'm guessing most people do. Uh-huh. Um, any kind. Um, also, if you don't, grab some pots and pans. I mean, you can play drums that way. I'm not joking at all. And alienate your entire family. Um, so I just think that there's so many benefit benefits. If you have extra time, there's not really an excuse not to play an instrument mm-hmm. because just like reading, you know what I mean? True. I mean, yes. I think that the motivation for learning an instrument usually comes from appreciating the sound of it. Uh-huh. So if so you're if looking you... for an instrument to learn, Definitely try to learn pay it. attention to what parts you typically enjoy during a song. Also, I mean, like. If you're just one of those people that don't like, doesn't like music, mm-hmm. learn to like music first before you try to learn an instrument. That would help, yeah. So, that's the end of my my section of brain, this this episode on brain cookies. Mm-hmm. We will be right back to talk about how to ace your first or any interview that you go to. So I actually just applied to Chick-fil-A, which we are not sponsored by. Whoop whoop. Um, and I'm interested I'm interested to see if they get back with me. But I mean, if I they do, they'll probably take me in for an interview, so this is definitely helpful for me. Yeah. But that would be my first interview in quotes, you know what I mean? I did have you in mind as I was looking up some of these things as well as Abigail, who has an interview Which is up. not her first interview. Not her first interview. Summer job. And these are not uh, distinct to your first interview. Obviously, they apply to whenever you go in for an inter- interview for a job. And some of them will vary depending on the type of job that you're applying for. So mm-hmm. if you're applying for something in food service, like Chick-fil-A, you need to you need to be professional, but you don't have to stress so much about the some of the other parts that I'll be talking about. Um so I, I got most of this information from Indeed.com, huge job posting website, Medium.com from an article by Jill Dignan called How to Ace an Interview in 2020, and then a video by Linda Spencer, who's a Harvard advisor. Wow. So, across the board. 
Um, and something I learned as I read through these different articles and sources is that it takes about seven seconds for someone to form a first impression of you. So oh, wow. when you walk into an interview, part of your job is to make sure that first impression is as spot on as, as it can possibly be. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, part of preparing for that first impression, um, number one, one of the tips that was highlighted the most on these different sites was to research the place that you're applying to. So before you go in and sit down and meet with whoever you're going to be talking to, make sure you know a little bit about the company. Um, the Indeed pointed out you want to make sure that you know a little bit about the industry. You want to know who's in charge of this particular mm-hmm. plant or facility or um, office that you're working didn't you, at. Then you just want to stalk them a little bit on Facebook? Stalk them a little bit on Facebook. Actually, it's <laughs> not a bad idea if you know who you're going to be interviewing with to look up to look them up on LinkedIn. Oh, really? Because then if you have, uh, all this gets back to being able to ask good questions later. Um, if you have some knowledge of their career path and it mirrors what you want to do at mm-hmm. all, you can ask them about it. Or, or, or you should be like, I actually want to do exactly what you want to do. Well, just don't, don't like let it show too much that you've researched You don't want it to them. be cheesy. But you, like, you can I know also your say, age and, like, all you can say up front, yeah, I was looking at your LinkedIn profile because sometimes when you connect with someone, they uh-huh. will, f- you know, connect with you over LinkedIn, and um, they'll, you can say, well, I noticed that you worked here before you moved on to this position, and I was just wondering how you made that transition or something like that. Um, that just that shows that you're interested in a deeper way, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to just job, yeah. reading a job posting and then saying, oh yeah, this would this would fit what I want. Um, also, true for all jobs, make sure you read the job description very carefully. All the things that they say you have to be able to do, you want to make sure you're confident doing those and you're not going to grate under the task that's given yeah. to you. So if you can't lift 25 pounds over and over, then <laughs> won't be an issue for you. But um, make sure that's uh, that's probably not the job that you want. Yeah, and if it says, you know, you'll be lifting a 1,000 pounds repeatedly, make sure then that you can... Then check with yeah. the person you're going to be with. Yeah, <laughs> and that make sure that they're pretty huge. <laughs> okay, well, number two, this is from Dignan's article, ask meaningful questions early. I haven't usually followed this advice. Usually I'll wait till the very end when the interviewer says, do you have any questions? And then I'll be sure to ask a couple mm-hmm. things. But uh, Dignan pointed out that you want to ask about how the hiring process works, especially if you're curious as to whether you need to come in for a second interview or um, what channels all these all these steps are going through when you're applying to the company. And then also um, some types of questions that I found are very helpful. You ask about company values if you haven't already found it online. Mm-hmm. Usually companies are pretty upfront about yeah. what they value. But uh, ask about the culture, especially in the specific department you could potentially be working in and the types of people who tend to succeed there. What types of people are they looking for? Mm-hmm. Which that could be relevant for a Chick-fil-A yeah. interview. Um, what types of people tend to make it? What types of people don't? Um, and then also, of course, what is the next step after you finish the interview um, that you need to take before you um, are hired or not hired, depending on whether they get back with you. Okay. Also from Dignan, number three, schedule an interview when you're at your best. Yeah, don't so, do it when you're, like, hungover. When you're hungover, and... when you're tired. Well, and I mean, some of those things you can't 
hopefully you have some control over beforehand. Yeah. But, uh... If you don't look good, you don't look good, you know? If you're ugly, you're ugly. Whoa. You can't, <laughs> you can't fix that. But Digman's point was that usually you're wanting to be so accommodating to whatever the hiring manager asks of you. So if they say, you know, pick a time on your schedule, you could say, oh, whatever time works best for you. But really take that opportunity to think, yeah, what day would work best for me? What day do I have a significant slot of time Uh so that I can go in and not be worried about running back out and picking up Jimmy from school? Yeah. Guys, if you have a Jimmy at school... Be careful because yeah, he probably has the coronavirus by now. Yeah, don't don't leave Jimmy at school. But uh, Dignan recommends that you pick um, a mid morning, early in the week time because those I guess studies have shown that interviews at those times are more successful. Really, also, that's kind of surprising. Yeah, I'm not. I, I would think like more like a Friday, Thursday. Well, the problem with a Friday is everyone's thinking about the weekend. No one's thinking about work. True. So they're thinking about getting off of work. I guess le- yeah. Harder to focus. Also, make sure you arrive early. I've gone to interviews where I arrived a couple minutes before, and it was just it was rougher on me than anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, so give yourself time to kind of get used to whatever space you're yeah. going to be in. All right, uh, number four, brush up on your conversation skills. Seems kind of obvious. I don't have any of those. <laughs> the best interview. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Well, yeah, if you have difficulty speaking. If you have a difficulty pronunciating words like on this podcast. Well, you always correct yourself, though, which is good. Well, I don't know if that's always good, though. I mean, I like don't if know I'm that slobbering all over it. my words. Well, you don't normally slobber, not that I notice. <laughs> um, anyway, though, the best interviews I've ever had, and of course this, again, depends on the type, um, have been conversations. It's not a series of questions fired at me that uh-huh. I'm struggling to answer. It's, um, you know, camaraderie, back and forth. Yeah. It's sharing stories, even. Hey, let me tell you a joke, hey, yeah, wait just a second. <laughs> but, uh, so, being able to hold a natural conversation is pretty important. Um, brushing up on that can include looking up some common interviewing questions, such as, how did you deal with a past difficulty mm-hmm. with a fellow employee under your previous employer? Blah, yeah, blah, did you, blah. like... You don't have to worry about that. Yeah. I, when I was applying for Chick-fil-A, you know, it's like this, you know, are there 80 days in a month? And I'm like, <laughs> yes. I'm well, just kidding. So, hopefully they won't ask you those types of questions in person, because yeah. that would just kind of be Yeah, no, those are weird. just con- to confirm that you can, like... Think. You can see how many chicken burgers there are. Or not chicken burgers. <laughs> chicken sandwiches there are in the shoot or something like that. <laughs> are there days a month? <laughs> or like, I don't know how that would <laughs> They said, like, are there, like, you know, 52 hours in a day or something like that? Oh, there are, aren't there? No, there's 24. Oh, hours. man, I got to prepare. Um, when you're answering questions, especially about times in your past with previous employers, too, and you have to tell a short story, um, indeed, you use the acronym STAR, to tell, give your answer, it's situation, task, action, and result, so that you keep it concise, because you want to make sure you're not rambling. I'm terrible about that in interviews, because I like talking to people, and I can get lost in a story. I need to make sure I don't do that, if I even get called into an interview. All right, number five, practice telling your story. This seems a little strange, but it's actually very important to be able to talk about your career up until the point that you're applying for this position. Um, 
you have to be able to summarize effectively so it's not when I was a child in yeah. Tennessee and you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, I was born like in this <laughs> I hospital. was born as a baby. And um, picking out points that they may have noticed on your resume that you want to explain a little bit more, that can be an important way of going about it. Uh, and as you talk about your story, you want to be able to summarize how you're qualified for this particular position. So the skills you've developed through previous jobs, that will um, help make you the perfect candidate for whatever job you're applying for, uh, which is harder when it's a, maybe in a, a uh, industry that you haven't been in before. Yeah. But you can find skills. I mean, you can develop skills all over the place. It doesn't have to be in a related industry. Also, um, they recommend getting some short stories ready about how you dealt with different situations in the workplace because typically they will ask you those questions. They're testing to make sure you're not a psychopath yeah. or that you know how to talk to authority figures. Yeah, if they're like, how would you you know, deal with a policeman coming up and saying hi? You know, don't be like, oh, I have the coronavirus, you know what I mean? It's like, I've seen those people do that. Never had anybody ask me what I would do if I saw a policeman come up. Uh, definitely lots of questions about um, have you you ever know, interaction with employees, yeah. interaction with your manager. If an employee didn't do their work, would you tell your manager? It's like, has I'd be like, I, I secretly team? tell my manager. I just, <laughs> Everything. Yeah. But <laughs> it's important. And then um, here's a point where Indeed and Dignan seem to differ a little bit. I've always heard you need to bring your resume and, if possible, bring a sheet of references as well. If you bring a notebook and pen, that allows you to take notes. Dignan said that focus on being present on the in the room uh-huh. wherever you're having the interview. She said that's more important than being able to take notes because most of that information you will be able to access anyway. Mm-hmm. Um Unless it's very job specific, I, I would you need think this that, number like, in order to clock in or something. I would think that like taking notes though would make a good impression on you. I think for the empl- employer. In my mind, it would, but Dignan was pointing out that we're so distracted most of the time. And again, her yeah, points are contact. specifically for twenty twenty. You want to make sure your body language is on point for twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you want to make sure that the person knows that you are listening mm-hmm. um and if you're taking notes, yeah, if you're like doodling if you're their... doodling on it yeah that's not going to be good but you that's more important than getting down every single thing that they say since most of it can be sent in an yeah. email or if you have questions about it later you can ask them definitely um also uh you know as for that as far as the resume goes you can always ask mm-hmm. if you're emailing back and forth with a recruiter ask them if you need to bring your resume yeah um, and try to be relaxed enough so that the conversation is yeah. flowing normally and you don't have That's to worry about one. taking notes. Yeah. Okay, just a couple more. Number seven, dress nicely, irrespective of where you're interviewing. Yeah. I've Definitely. seen people go into interviews, and I've worked at a bunch of different places, but um, I've seen people go inter- into interviews looking like, you know, they crawled out of a box, mm-hmm. which... You don't want to do Which you don't want to do, even if it's a job at Chipotle, where Mm, I worked for a while. It's not like those people aren't evaluating how professional you are, because this is reflecting on you as a person. You also most likely don't want to go in with a suit and tie. 
Yes. I mean, yeah, that's true. Gauge your audience so it's not like if you're going into a law firm. Yeah, be relaxed. There's there's a balance. I've definitely overdressed for a couple interviews, but I would rather be on that side of the spectrum yeah. than underdressed. Also, I mean, ignore if you're worried about it being awkward. You know, anytime you start something new, it's going to be awkward. Mm-hmm. So just be willing just to be awkward. Yeah, I, yeah, if you're going to, you know, overdress or something like that. Uh-huh. True. Yeah, I'll never forget the day that I wore open-toed shoes to something that was specifically supposed to be closed-toed shoes, but the recruiter didn't tell me. Oh. I was I was so disappointed. Because those things that you have control over... Mm-hmm. Um, did you not get hired? I did not get hired, but it turns out it was See? a mistake on the company's part. Hey, guys. See, so always wear closed-toed shoes to any it is. It is usually a safe <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that tells you what type of job I was looking at, though. Anyways, um, and here's something, last one, I didn't had not heard of before. After you have an interview, send a thank you note to whoever you interviewed with. Definitely. You butter them up. You know I mean? <laughs> but it's a way of... So whoever you talk to, ask for their business card. So you have their contact information. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this will change a little bit depending on the job you're applying to, as we, as we keep saying. Um, but then send an email within 48 hours of the interview and reiterate how you enjoyed talking mm-hmm. to them, how you really think you're qualified for the position, and you yeah. hope to talk to them again. And may, maybe throw in, like, hey, and if you hire me, you know, $50 <laughs> headed your way. <laughs> I mean, no, that's You're supposed to pass that, actually, during the interview. Oh, Make sure you yeah. bring an extra $50. I, okay, my, my tip even though I've never had an interview, mm-hmm. I would say shake their hand. Definitely. Yeah. Although, Make I a... just had an interview, and I did not shake the person's yeah. hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I for obvious you. reasons. But Coronavirus. Because of corona. Um, the rona. To finish up, too, just a cu- couple quick thoughts from me. I did want to distinguish these as mine, because I don't have experience in a lot of, a lot of industries interviewing, but... Humility mm-hmm, is definitely. huge. Um, if you come into a interview acting as if you're already too good for the position, especially if it's a short-term job, uh, it never reflects well. But also, don't be, don't not like be confident. Don't you know not I mean? promote yourself. Yeah. But there's a difference between promoting yourself and your skills and saying you're good for the job and. Being like, I'm going to get this job. And acting as though you already have the job or uh, acting as though you're too good for yeah, the job. Definitely. Which the question is, then why are you interviewing there. here? Um, don't hide gaps in your resume. If you had a period where you weren't employed, um, be prepared to explain it. Yeah. Because that will be usually one of the first questions that people have. Um, and if you don't have, have a resume like me, it's fine. Well, yeah. then you talk about volunteering experience you've had in the past or you've basically been mowing for a long time wow, as, your own, or something. Yeah. as your own business that's that's significant that shows initiative you weren't on your computer yeah. on your phone on my computer on on your oh yeah i'm not on your computer on the computer learning an instrument yeah I, I learned an instrument you did learn an instrument um strike up some chit chat initially with an interviewer uh preferably something that's not interview related because yeah. the more you can feel like, hey, like, do you play an instrument? You know I mean? Well, I mean, depending on how related that is. But uh, if you can see them as a person first yeah. and not as someone who's, you know, breathing down the back of your neck, going to evaluate I mean, like, whether you. If I go into Chick fil A, you know, like, hey, do you like chicken nuggets? Because <laughs> I sure do. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's going to so depend. I mean, that comes down to conversation skills. But 
Uh, and you know I got lots of those. Yeah, you do have lots of those. Um, then double check the interview location because I've gone to the wrong location before and was able to make it. Thank goodness because I was super early. But you want to make sure that you map it out yeah. first and figure out a good route to get there and then be an active listener. Definitely. So you're responding when um, when people are asking you questions and you're making eye contact some of those things that we talked about before. Coolyole, coolyolo, whatever you want to say. Yeah, um, good luck with all your interviews. Yeah, if, if you're going for time. an interview. I did not touch on interviews online or interviews over the phone. But I'm guessing still majority of them are not going to be that way. But I uh-huh. might be wrong. We'll see. See what changes. I think all of these things apply, though. They do. Um, it is weird when you're not seeing the person face-to-face. Well... This is episode 11. Next episode is episode 12. Next um, episode is episode 13. Actually, no. Oh, um, that would be episode 1 of season 2. Oh, so we're doing 12 episodes this season. Yep. Okay. Oh, you didn't already know that. You tried to ask it like a, you were actually questioning it. Um, but yeah, so for our next episode, make sure to tune in because all three of us are hopefully going to be here. Um. So we're going to talk about three different ideas. It's going to be about the same length, but um, just a little bit shorter per idea. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to decide about which one's the coolest or something like that. I'm not sure what exactly we're going to do. still figuring out what we're going to do. But I hope that you guys will join us for the next episode. And we will see our listeners then. This podcast was produced by Anna and Joseph Horton in their closet with Anchor. We hope you enjoyed it.